Hey everybody, welcome back to the Crypto Plug Podcast, guys. I'm so glad to have you guys back here. And today, we're going to discuss a little bit about the news. No ICOs today. Once again, guys, in order to assure quality assurance, got to make sure there's quality ICOs to review. But guys, real quick, let's just get into the news, right? So Facebook reverses its ban on cryptocurrency ads, but not all is bright. They have upheld their ban on promoting ICOs. Now, this this kind of like unilateral like ban on everything that has to do with cryptocurrency was ridiculous. The ban on ICOs, however, a little bit more understandable because people that are on Facebook, a lot of them don't even know what cryptocurrency is. And those ICOs were preying on them. People in the U.S. obviously cannot invest in ICOs, barring you have a fake ID or uh, you're using a VPN. But those people that... Are, that weren't U.S. citizens may have been being taken as victims by these ICOs. So that makes sense. But uh, Facebook's revised prohibited products and services policy now states, starting June 26, will allow ads to promote cryptocurrency and related content from pre-approved advertisers. We'll continue to prohibit ads that promote binary options and ICOs. Now, note, it said pre-approved advertisers. So what this means is that you want to advertise on Facebook, right? What you have to do now is you can't just promote a post. Now you have to submit an application to allow Facebook to assess your eligibility. Applicants are instructed to include any licenses that they have obtained, whether they are traded on a public stock exchange or other relevant public background on their business. Now, I guess I, I hope this doesn't mean that you can't place ads for shows like mine because i had a a similar experience with facebook due to the ban i tried to boost one of my posts on one of my earlier episodes and they told me that it could not be boosted because it had to do with cryptocurrencies and icos so i hope that this is going to make it easier for me to to reach more people through you know facebook's uh you know their advertising platform so we'll see how that works out but you know as always you know take everything with a grain of salt Next up, Bitcoin is epidemic of enthusiasm, says Nobel Prize winner Robert Schiller. So basically, the economist Robert Schiller won a Nobel Prize a while back. He uh, basically said that Bitcoin is a social movement that runs along generational and geographic lines. He said that that uh, the clear demographics of Bitcoin Bitcoin suggests its popularity is not reducible to a rational response to new information. It's not big. The apparently they're saying that, well, he's saying that the only reason why people care about Bitcoin is, or, or you can't reduce it to only one thing such as because Bitcoin was new, people were interested. Right? So he also went ahead and said this, the East coast is less into it than the West coast. Silicon Valley is really into it. It's a social movement. It's an epidemic of enthusiasm. It's a speculative bubble. That doesn't mean that it will go to zero. So everybody, everybody, when you hear speculation and stuff like that, you know, it can be a little bit uh, hard to sort through the BS. But I mean, you know, he's a Nobel uh, Prize winner. He is an economist. So, you know, I'm sure that he has uh, his reasons for why he thinks so. I mean, he did explain a few there, but he says that um, he recognized that there is some impressive cryptographic theory coming from computer scientists in the emerging crypto industry. He also argued that crypto innovations are drawing disproportionate attention, largely due to investor excitement at getting rich quick. 
That we cannot deny. The truth is most of the people in the space are not interested in the technology and all of the stuff that people should really care about, the the tech, the revolutions that these things are going to bring upon, futurism, things like that. People don't care. People think about making money and that's really all they, they care about. Uh, Schiller also went ahead to say, well, make a, a kind of comparison to tulips. He said, uh, Schiller sardonically quipped that Tulips are still valued. There are some expensive tulips. <laughs> ah, well played, Mr. Schiller. But, you know, he's shilling, so I'm real proud of that one. <laughs> All right, guys, moving on to the next story. So Florida is going to create a position of crypto chief to oversee industry. Um, Okay, let me see where I can begin here. Anybody that is from the U.S., knows that Florida is a haven for international business and finance and stuff like that because of the presence of Miami being a metropolitan area so close to South America and basically just being an international hub for uh, money, you know. And Florida's chief financial officer, Jimmy Patronis, wow, Patronis, that's really cool, has released plans to create a new position of cryptocurrency chief to oversee the industry in the state. Patronis, who also serves as a state fire marshal and supervises the Department of Financial Services, that's kind of weird for him to do both of those things, but whatever. He ordered his office to create the position that is going to manage the application of current insurance and securities laws to ICOs and digital currencies. You know, um, it's, it's kind of weird that Florida decided to do this, not because you know, anything against Florida, I'm from Miami, but I mean, just, it's kind of weird that Florida decided to do this because there's not the biggest tech presence in Florida, you know? So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure like this regulation, it's just, there's the, there's the two things that stand in contrast when it comes to government regulation like this. You have the people that are like, oh, this is great. This gives us more legitimacy and uh, people are going to use it more, mass adoption, all this stuff. And then there's the people that are like, cryptocurrency can't be regulated like this because, you know, it, it ends up hindering progression. Um, I sit on the fence on both of those. I'm not exactly sure how I feel about either, but the truth is that both arguments have their merits. So, of course, this is kind of like uh, this is Mr. Patronus's way of saying that Florida embraces cryptocurrencies with the caveat that there has to be some regulation, which if you're a pro-regulation person, that's awesome. If you're not, then it's not so great. But uh, at least at least I guess they're making the effort. Right. So <laughs> the Senate president designate Bill Gavano of Florida argued that Florida needs to be both on the forefront of emerging trends and ahead of the game when it comes to protecting consumers from those who want to scam our residents. So they want to be seen as like a haven for like innovation, but also want to protect the residents. Fair enough. You know, moving on to the next thing. I just want to talk very briefly on that because, you know, I'm from Florida and I thought maybe you guys would be interested in that. There's a lot of other uh, countries and uh, there's a lot of departments in the United States federal government that are creating positions like this. So it's very interesting to see this on a state level because if we can get position, I mean, if, if you can get positions like this down to the local level, then that means that mass adoption is already occurring. That's the truth. So it works. It works in in that in that respect, guys. So 
this one right here. Speakers at a congressional hearing warn of crypto use and foreign political meddling. So witnesses in the U.S. Congress voiced their concerns about the potential for using cryptocurrencies to make illegal campaign donations during a hearing of the Subcommittee on Crime and Terrorism today on June 26. So, okay, I just, I just got to go ahead and point this out. There are already so many illegal campaign donations going on in uh, basically every race for any political office in this country. I can't comment on other countries, but I'm sure it's occurring there as, in those countries as well. The truth is the politics game right now is, well, since the beginning of time, really, it's just been so corrupt. Um, whether you want to blame this on cryptocurrencies or not, illegal campaign donations from other foreign entities to the United States are going to occur. They've been happening forever. It's just now in the in the age of information, it's so widely reported that it sounds like an epidemic. But of course, it shouldn't be happening. Politics are, are corrupt. Cryptocurrencies are not to blame. I want to go ahead and say that emphatically. They are not to blame for, you know, the corruption that occurs during campaigns. That's the truth. So let me go ahead and read this from Scott Duecki of Dark Tower. He uh, was one of the leading voices during the hearing. He uh, is the director of the Identity and Payments Association, IDPay. Very clever. And he said during his testimony that virtual Currencies are tailor-made for affecting the U.S. political process. Uh, Duecki notes that he includes both cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and other centralized virtual money systems in his analysis, saying that criminals find the relative anonymity of these systems to be a boon. Okay. Okay, so I'm, I'm glad he used the word relative here, but anybody that has spent more than five minutes in the space knows that Bitcoin is not truly anonymous. Um... <laughs> I don't even really know what to say that this actually was a congressional hearing that was so misinformed. But Duecki uh, said that the problem with the global reach of virtual currencies is that it could lead to a web of thousands of exchange points that connect every corner of the world to the United States and potentially into the coffers of political candidates. So the centralized system that we have now is basically what allows the United States and larger other you know superpowers to control the economic state of the world. You have systems such as sanctions that can be placed on other countries that don't allow them to exchange their goods for currency with anybody else in the world. And they're upset because they think that cryptocurrencies would circumvent this, uh, this system. And you know what? You know what? They're, they're right. But the whole point of cryptocurrency is to protect the people. It's not to disrupt. It's not, it's not to, to completely disrupt the system it's to make it better for the people because obviously this political system and the system that we live in now is not working for us and that is objective that is objective that is a fact and it's the truth but guys you know you know uh, <laughs> people that are ignorant are really just gonna spout off you know so Duecki's main concerns is that russia russia's use of virtual currencies to affect the u.s political system uh is gonna become you know prevalent but, uh, I mean, if we're being real here, to disrupt a political system as big as the U.S. is to, you know, make illegal campaign donations by a country as large as Russia. They don't need cryptocurrencies to do that in, in a clandestine way. Obviously, there's been a lot of uh, hearsay about whether that happened during the last election with Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. And me personally, I do believe that it happened. But, you know, it's uh, I'm not going to offer my opinion on whether whether... I wanted Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton when it's 
fairly it's fairly irrelevant to me it's the truth but to be honest here is it's uh, cryptocurrencies aren't going to be the things that facilitate these things countries like russia and china if they want to interfere in our political system they can the same way that if the u.s wants to wants to interfere in somebody else's political system they can and they will we've been doing it forever they've been doing it to us forever we're just now finding out about it once again because we're in the age of information but you know what guys um that's that's pretty much all the stuff i wanted to talk about today uh sorry guys that it was a little rushed but you know you know uh Guys, I, I, I'm actually I'm actually in my third week of class. College is pretty cool. I'm learning a lot of stuff. I'm meeting a lot of great people. And I'm having a good time. So there's that update on Gabriel, guys. <laughs> but uh, guys, thank you so much for being here. Go ahead and check out the When Moon podcast. It's in the description below. And I hope that you guys are having a great week. I, I wish nothing but positivity to anybody that listens to this and also people that don't. So I hope you guys go ahead and spread that positivity out in the world. And no matter what happens to you in one moment during the day, that doesn't need to define the way the whole day is going to go. I learned that the other day. You know, I had something not great happen to me during the day, and I got real sour about it. But I had to tell myself, like, I, am I going to let the whole day be sour because of this minor inconvenience? Or am I just going to shake it off and, and, you know, try to have a great day and... And once I had that thought, it, it ended up being a pretty good day. So I hope you guys are able to do the same. I hope you guys, I, I wish positive vibes for you guys. I wish introspective uh, development and character development for everybody that listens to this. And thank you so much, guys, for being here with me. And I'll see you next time. And remember, stay plugged in.